Welcome to the Make Better Content Marketing Decisions podcast. I'm Marcus Schaller. The show is for marketers who don't have endless resources to throw at the wrong opportunities. I'm going to share ways to get really clear about your content marketing options and help you make decisions that are right for you, your company, and your unique situation. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of how to create content that delivers more value to your audience. I've asked two of my fellow content marketers, Dana Hara and Katie Gonzalez, to join me today to explore the idea of value and help you focus your time and energy on the type of content that can have the biggest impact. But value is such a subjective term, right? How do we even define value as it relates to content marketing? Let's kick it off with Dana. Hi, I'm Dana Hara. I am a marketing consultant, copywriter, and content marketer. I think it probably did mean something a while back and doesn't really anymore. Um, because what's valuable to me is not necessarily valuable to you, right? It's a very subjective kind of a measure. I think we need to start defining value is, does it help the audience solve their problem or get the thing they want or become the person they want to be? And that's as true in B2B as it is in B2C. It's not company to company. It's all human to human, right? The, yes, you're marketing to businesses, but you're talking to people. It's people making decisions behind those businesses and people who have the problem to solve. Let's hear Katie's take on this. Hi, my name is Katie Gonzalez, and I am a marketing consultant focused on B2B businesses. There's a couple of things that come to mind when I think about creating valuable content. There's... The first thing, which is how my content contribute to the overall company goals. Uh, what is the company trying to achieve and how can I support that with content? Uh, the next thing that I think about is the target audience. What am I creating that can help educate, inspire, motivate, make the, the target audience think in a whole new way that they haven't thought about before? And it, it goes beyond just what a, a product does or a technology or software. It's how do I help this person be better in some way? And so the value is kind of twofold in that sense. So what steps can marketers take to make their content more valuable to their audience? You know, something that we talk about a lot in marketing and a lot of us really just don't like to do it is the customer research portion. And it's because it's hard and it's kind of disheartening, right? You send out hundred cold emails and two people email you back and you send out a survey and you get a 2% click through rate, whatever it might be. Um, but you have to ask the customers, what do you want to see? What is, what pain points are you experiencing? What brought you to our company? Um, what was going on? You ask your customers, if you don't want to go to the cold, please ask people who have bought from you, who are buying from you, what was going on in your life right before you made the decision? To, to come from, to come to us. Uh, ask your sales team. If you're in a company, a bigger company that you have a sales team, marketing and sales should be in like violent cooperation at all times. We really should. We, marketing is not the support system to the sales team. Um, I've worked in companies where that's kind of the, the viewpoint and it's really frustrating, but we, we need to be working together and marketers need to understand that the salespeople, they're your boots on the ground. They are actually talking to these customers and having interactions with them. So ask them, what objections are you hearing from customers? What problems are they having? What are your most persuasive arguments? What are the things that you're saying that are really closing 
a lot of deals. Uh, we've got to know what customers want to find out so that we can create the content that's going to answer those questions. And then there's you know the less painful ways of doing it too. There's things like uh, review mining online, social listening, just kind of skulk around social media, your own uh, channel, go look at your competitors' channels. What are people asking? What are people talking about? Um, use the Google autocomplete. Put in your keyword and see what the autocomplete comes up with. What questions are they asking around your keywords? Um, I've been told, and I, I have actually tried this technique, not a lot, but it, it, can be, it can be valuable if you're in a really competitive market, is you type in your company's name or your competitor's company name and company name sucks. What are people complaining about? That's going to bring you up all of the message boards and the forums and the social media posts where people are kind of ranting and raving all the unhappy customers. Um, but if you kind of parse through that, what you're going to find is why were they disillusioned? What were they expecting to get that they didn't? Uh, and that's, that's where you're going to be able to create value is when you know what people want, that's the only way you can give it to them. We got to stop guessing. When I think of content and the audience, you know, you start with a good foundation of buyer personas, knowing who your audience is, what they're concerned about, what they're hoping to achieve, what their likes, dislikes, all of that great stuff. And then when it comes to deciding formats and how you're going to present the, the content to the audience, it's really about understanding that people learn in a variety of different ways. I like to read, I'm totally fine reading a really boring ebook that's 40 pages long, but that's not everyone's cup of tea. And so when I see a topic or a theme that I'd like to address with content, I think about how I can do so in at least five different ways, an ebook, an infographic that's highly visual, a video, um, maybe something that you know, you can steal from me, a, a template or a, a image that you can kind of incorporate and use in your own work. So just trying to dress all the bases there. And finally, what are some mistakes content marketers make that diminish the perceived value of their content? You posted something on LinkedIn a few weeks ago that really resonated with me. Uh, because you posted a question of, does your company even need to have a blog? And it's attention getting, right? Because sacrilege, you're a content marketer. How could you even suggest that a company not have a blog? But the point carries through to all these other media, to eBooks and podcasts and YouTube channels. If you have it just to have it, you're part of the problem. You're just contributing to noise. Once you have critical mass where there's so much of this content out there, it's not enough to just create the content. It has to be really good. I think we can all relate to that feeling of how many eBooks have you downloaded that were just junk? I mean, I gave up my email address for that, that there was, there was no value. And then now that I gave you my email address, now I'm into this nurture sequence of emails that don't give me any value. They're just there. We have all these channels, all these tactics, right? You have your company's Facebook page and your LinkedIn page and your blog and your YouTube channel. Why do you have them? What do you want those people to think about you? And what do you want them to do? And if you can't answer those two questions, you are not ready to hit post or publish. What do I want people to think? And what do I want people to do? That is the two cardinal questions for every piece of content, no matter what format it's in or what channel it's on. 
I've noticed a couple things. I think one of the things that I've experienced in my own work is that so often it's it's easy to just say, yes, we'll create all the things, we'll create all the content. And then what kind of gets pushed to the side is the distribution of the content. How will the content get into the hands of our target audience? And when that becomes an afterthought, then you end up creating a whole library of amazing pieces, you know, ebooks, white papers, whatever, and nobody's looking at it. And that that's such a shame. And then another thing I think about a lot is that, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's B2B, B2C, we're all just trying to engage with other humans and forgetting that you, you end up writing content that's just super dry, boring, and it may have all the stats in the world, but no one's going to pay attention to it if you forget that there's a human being on the other side of the screen. So here are some specific questions you can ask yourself to help make better content marketing decisions. One, how can we help our audience solve their problem, get what they want, or become the person they want to be? How can you help them be better in some way? Two, are we actually talking to our customers so that we truly understand what they care about, or are we just guessing? Three, are we putting out content just to check off the content marketing box? Are we just adding more noise or actually engaging with other human beings? How can we do better? Thanks to Dana Hera and Katie Gonzalez for being on the show. And thanks to you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll consider leaving a rating and sharing it with a friend. And until next time, remember this, making good content marketing decisions shouldn't be complicated and overwhelming. There is always a solution.